first of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. <laughs>
this is one of the seasons I was able to actually, I want to say interact with, I would say the first time I've been interact with Twitter a little bit more. Um, I didn't like yeah. the fact that there were certain games where I had to go like, for example, the Commissioner's Cup, that was on Amazon Prime and that instead of ESPN. Like, like that, that was the stuff the support. So like, the thing. I, I kind of understand what they're trying to do and, you know, stretch it out to where you're getting more eyes on the product. But it's like you can't advertise the WNBA at ESPN contracts and our prime have the games on. So it's like we need to, like, make it a little more centralized because if you have right. all the things like you have the important things on all these different channels, like some people aren't going to be able to see it. So I'm kind of for the most accessible ones, being the you know ESPN, and then I love the games on Twitter. That to me is a fun experience because we're yeah, all on there. So having the games on Twitter, and then you know like or you know the app, since you're pressing the app as like the main source, but it's like a lot of the games are blacked out, so it makes it hard to watch on the WNBA app mm. or the League Pass. Excuse me, but. You know, if they can get that figured out, I would prefer they go like, you know, two, three as opposed to like, oh, let's have it on all these other networks. Like it just it complicates things. But, you know, people were still the ratings were still up. So people are still coming. For sure. There's demand for it. So that, that was really good to see. Yeah, I was a little concerned at first uh, with the season where we transitioned from the bubble to. Um, everybody going back to their home home arenas respectively. Like, okay, what was the crowd turnout going to be? And I'd say I actually it actually exceeded expectations. Um, like for the Mystics, because they're where the old St. Elizabeth Hospital used to be. And that's an actual good little area for it. But I think it'd be more of their better down like with, um, at Capital One Arena. But I like that. I like also too. We got to see the top twenty-five. Go ahead. No, I'm saying I gotta get in one of those games. What? Like I want to. I want to go to a Mystics game. I got to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I think for me, it just like the, I'd say the travel is different. It's you know you gotta go a little further away from the Capitol Arena than. I feel like if they played there, but I get it. It's all about, you know, I think playing in a smaller venue for them and then letting it grow and see where it goes from that. But because I was like, oh, wow, they're going to move from Capital One to the new arena. It's like, okay. So, and it's still, so, and it still shows, you still have people came out, like, especially when Elena played. Her only really truly full game of the season, but um, God bless it. Hey, she gotta go you know, use somebody for parts and get a new back because I can't. We need to have EDD back in the league, man. I I agree, but I'm I'm actually to the point where I think the Mystics should just start over again. I hate to really say that because I don't know what she's gonna look like next season. And we don't have any money, and this I, I just really feel like <laughs> we're not going to get Tina Charles. She's not going to come back. Um, really, you don't think? She's like, no, she's going to want money. I mean, I, I she probably take she'll oh, probably take the okay. grass. The, the grass is green on the other side because she her. I think her admirate. She really came here thinking, okay. I want to be on a championship team. And then. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Like, Elena was hurt. Then my, my, and Tina, Maisha carrying the team. Then Maisha gets hurt. Natasha Clouds not look like herself the first half of the season. Ariel Atkins is kind of sporadic with the shooting. Um, <laughs> Erica McCall gets hurt. I mean, that whole team, it was just inconsistent. Like, I really, I, the more I think about that. Yo, that sucks, because you could have stayed in New York. 
And I just and I just look at like we have even I really we were in the I was in the Twitter space and I can't remember who said it, but yeah, we don't have money to sign free agents. I mean, we do, but we we can't. We're gonna be cut. We're gonna cut some corners. And on top of that, too, uh, uh, Alicia Clark was out for this out the whole season, so I don't know what she's gonna look like next season, coming off a broken foot. So. And then Misaman staying overseas. Yeah, she. You know what? I'm I'm convinced, and she's not coming back. Guaranteed. She's just not. I don't see her. She says she wants to be. She likes DC. She wants to remain here, but I think she's just more committed over there in Belgium. Honestly, so I don't see it. I would be. I don't see it. Um. What I also like about the season, I've got to see the top 25 players. That was good. Um, I didn't like the fact that we had to we had to vote on the GOAT of the league. I think that, in my personal opinion, that does a disservice to the other women that, I don't know, I feel like played the game just as better. What do you mean? What do you think? I feel like it should have been one of the things you recognize five important, you know, your top 25 or whatever, whatever. But like to have the goat ball ceremony like that to me was excessive. And especially yeah. since the league, they haven't done a good job of promoting the legends of the game today. No, you know, not. we talked about this uh, week. You know, there there was a drop off after that, like '96 Olympic team, where you know they're the market is saturated with them, and we they're integrated into our culture, and now we're not really seeing like a lot has happened since '96 and 2021. So Absolutely. you know, to, they could have really told the history of the game and done a better job of like tying the legends to today's game. You know, like the whole Lisa Leslie, Candace Parker, like that's a great story. You know, and I'm hearing clips of Lisa Leslie talk about Candace Parker during her rookie year, and they're hilarious. Yeah. I'm just like, why were we not playing up more things like that? More yeah. things of like, okay, you know, you're paying homage to to the the past uh, franchises. You know, like your comets, yeah. spark, uh, not spark, excuse me, comets, monarchs, shop, thing. You know, those Bear that are no longer with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and they really bring the history forefront and tie it all in together. So I, you know, the GOAT thing, it was more for them to continue pushing the same thing they've been pushing. And that's the Yukon industrial complex, industrial complex. That's you know, the white play, the, you know, the kind of white savior player narrative that they've been doing. So it, it, it served a purpose for them because they're going to keep doing that. But right. in terms of just, a 25th anniversary, I thought it was whack. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, really quick, is Jane Teller here? So, yes, she plays for the Indiana Fever. Daryl, she plays for the Indiana Fever. God bless you, Fever. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, but no, no, you're right. Like, because when I'm sitting there, I'm like, why are we voting? Why are we doing this GOAT thing? And, 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 and me personally, I don't believe in that kind of talk. I'm more of like, you know, how that play, how each generation has impact on the league. And like you said, we, we've, the league has done a disservice of really fit of kind of giving the legends its flowers. Like I think right. the anniversary was just more like a, Hey, thank you for what you've done for us as a league. Happy 25 years and no problem. You're welcome. Um, and that just to me wasn't, that, that wasn't cool. And then, like, to have the GOAT, no disrespect, lose in the finals. Um, and then... It's also it. not a good look, because, like, now it looks like the Madden curse. Like, look what you did. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I kind of have an idea what the next 25 is going to look like. Um, there were some... 
players they did leave off. I'm not sure, like, if that's a bias. I think it's me. an ignorance because there are some people with certain lists at, like, when ESPN kind of drops some stuff, a lot of, like, people that have been following the game since they were kids is like, no, no, this isn't right. Right. So I think, you know, there is kind of the push to have certain players in the forefront in this, that, the third. And then I think, like, some people do get kind of lost in the shuffle. Like, you know, there had to be a big push to honor Simone Augustus. A lot of people don't remember how cold she was. Like, it's going to be the same thing with Sylvia Fowler. Like, three years removed from being an MVP. And I don't think people truly know, like, how cold she is. So it's like when you're hyper-focused on, you know, certain players as good as they are, a lot of, you know, just as good players get lost in the shuffle. So I think that's kind of where those lists come in. And then, you know, going back to the late 90s, early 2000s, that was 20 some odd years, you know, 25 years ago. So now you're really getting people get lost in the shuffle. And it's just it's it's a little disheartening to see. But I think like we should have, again, really started from retelling the story of the W and making sure that history before lists were made. Yeah, I thought that's and – and I'm a little – I don't want to say I'm a little. I'm at the current place. But I thought they would have pushed that a little bit. Like, like, hey, like 25 years ago, like this is how the league – this is how we should have done, like you said. Um, when you look at the list, it's all subjective. But there's definitely – I agree. There's some ignorance on the list. Um, you know, like – to really see about 25 years, you know, there's so much that's changed with the league. Um, I wish there were some teams that would come back, but because of poli- ignorance, politics, money, I, I mean, it, I think it'll happen, but I think, you know, hearts and minds got to change. Like, I would like to see the Houston Comets come back, uh, Sacramento Monarchs, the Cleveland Rockers. <laughs> I would love to see those teams come back. Like, yeah, exactly. Detroit Shock. Charlotte, Charlotte Sting. Like, how do you go from Tulsa to Dallas? You, you went from the Tulsa Shock, Dallas. <laughs> it's beyond me. You went so. from a championship dynasty to Dallas Wings. That, if that's not a fall from grace, like, I don't know what is. And listen, I, I, I like the Dallas Wings. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh Enrique Ungabawala. I'm a fan, but I feel I'm like a Vicky, fan of <laughs> I feel like Vicky Johnson holds their true potential back. That's just my opinion. So I do. Yeah. I really feel like you your number one like you have the number you have the number one overall pick in Charlie Collier and I cannot pronounce her name. Oh, a walk. A walk. You had, thank you. I walk core, and then they don't. They're not getting. <laughs> they're not getting minutes. Well, I mean, minutes are not like. Kind of you got to be committed to developing young talent because we have twenty six draft picks, as you know, a year. So it's like we're gonna keep shuffling in younger players. Like we're gonna be the youngest team for a little minute. So yeah. it's like it was always going to be a project. But are you committed yeah. to developing this project, or are you going to like pull and keep it pushing? So it's like Greg Bibb doesn't really seem to have a direction because again, no. you can't have we have a full roster every year and then four more drafts of of you know really talented people. Because again, we yeah. had the number one pick, so either like trade that away and get assets, or figure it out but like we're we're in this weird hellscape of constantly shuffling in younger and younger players that don't get playing time that have a lot of potential so you know god bless everybody because they graduate from the wings and go on to do great things yeah because uh, 
Azaray Stevens. Ah, man, my youngest, most improved daughter. I'm really proud of her. You know, <laughs> 2021 graduate, Dana Evans. Uh, there was one more. Um, somebody on the – oh, Skylar Diggins-Smith. Skylar Diggins. <laughs> Another Dallas Wing University Liz graduate. I got this yeah, convention so, I mean, for Tulsa, Dallas. Mm -hmm. They were like, we were contenders. I went to those games. So, yeah. And, you know, you look throughout the playoffs, it's just with little Dallas graduates. So, you know, you want to be prepared for the real world. For right. Here's a question. Should NBA players hype up their sister teams by going to more games? LeBron supports the Sparks. I don't think it should be an obligation. I think, like, if you're into it and you're cool with it, yeah. yeah I feel like it's the NBA's job to kind of promote the city so it's on higher-ups. Because when all of this – like, when Adam Silver's tenure started, I remember him making comments about, like, oh – uh, it's hard to market the WNBA because, like, you know, it's it's not a lot of interest in this, that, third. But, like, then you go and start an eSports. Hmm? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what did you say? I was agreeing with what you were saying. I was adding what you were saying. Where he said there's not a lot of interest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then you go start a video game sports league. So it's like can figure it out for eSports, which is still new and it also losing money. But you can't do something for the WNBA, which has had, you know, at this point, 20 years. And, you know, that's your job. Get the interest. Right. Go market it. Go, you know, expand. So it, his, like, I think his attitude towards the W is more important than so the players. Because, like, you right. know, Hoopers recognize Hoopers. So the players are going to gravitate towards it and support each other because, like, you know, that's just what they do. But I think, you know, like the player, the NBA unions should have been working together. So I understand how you have the, the WNBA union and the NBA union doing, like, separate things and not really having, like, on one accord. So that, to me, is the more attitude as opposed to just, like, individual players and games. Like, what is management – and the people with actual power are gonna do to help their sister league. Cause at the end of the day, if operating at a deficit, that affects the NBA. So it behooves you to like try and help this make as much money as possible. Right. That's right. No, I agree. Um his approach, like you said, his approach with the league when he first became commissioner, that's why I respected more, I had more respect for David Stern. Because he really wanted, yeah, he really had, he really had really big ideas for the league. And I feel like once, you know, he stepped down, which was kind of out of the blue, Adam Silver kind of put those to bed. He's kind of more just focused on the NBA. But, you know, I think honestly and truthfully, if you look at the NBA from, a, from in my perspective, analytics has kind of ruined the game. You know, guys are more shooting more threes. Um, there's no strategy, but I mean, that's all answer for another day. But right, yeah, and, and also too, if you think about it, you had more commissioner replacements in the WNBA under his turn. Under well, all about the same because he had Lisa Borders. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just talking about under, somebody. Or I'm just thinking under just Adam in particular. Um, I can't think of name before Lisa. I know you're talking about. Like, I can't. I I can't remember her name either. But I I remember who you're talking about. It's been now, a couple. Yeah, but she, I, Lisa Border. That was really disappointing because <laughs> she did. I feel like she we was wild. She would be on TV one minute, like, oh, yeah, I have the player's cell phone numbers and I have this great relationship. And we're like, okay, they're stuck at the airport. Like, go get Lord. them. Like, what are you doing? Go get them. And that's, and, and like, that's what bothered me. Like, 
like I'm not like calling out any 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 of the players, but I'm like, you guys really didn't give your commissioner that energy. Like we're sitting here at an airport trying to get to the game, trying to go home. We're just gonna sit. We're just gonna be here stranded. Like that's not. That's not she didn't. I feel like she didn't do her part as a commissioner. Um, Absolutely, like little, they're on. Look, telling us that they stuck at the airport and you are bragging about how close you are to members of the union. Like, Yeah. And then also, too, like, I feel like when Kathy, Kathy came in, like, I understand she's this, we were talking about it again in the Twitter space, we understand she's a business mind, but I'm a little confused of her vision. I don't know where she's trying to take the lead. Like I think she wants exactly. to like she wants to grow it, but she's kind of like I don't know which way to turn. Do I turn left or do I turn right? Like that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from her. And yeah, the reality is there's a lot to be done with the W. So it's like you kind of got to focus on your plan of attack. And somebody brought this up in spaces the other day too. Um, it starts with understanding who your target audience is and yep. who you're trying to target because they seem to be all over the place with, the, well, not even all over the place. They are not fully tapped into who's really watching and who they could potentially be bringing in as hardcore fans. It's kind of, you know, a certain demographic is being pushed to the forefront. And I think once you kind of figure out who you're talking to and who you want to be talking to, it makes it easier to plan accordingly. So I really think that they need to reevaluate that in a hurry before they do anything else. Cause like, if you no. keep growing, like it, it feels like it's outgrowing itself. Cause like you put yeah. it on ESPN, right? That's a huge move. The TV deal was great. As you see late ratings keep going up. So you have all of these people excited about it and wanting to watch it. Then you have little things like no merchandise. You have little things like, you know, you're not certain players are not being introduced during this opportunity. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you got to figure out who you're talking to and who you want to be talking to in right. order to really get a game plan. Right. I agree. I also think it's kind of a, I don't want to say it's a, I think it hurt, I think it hurts the league, but it kind of, I mean, I think it hurts the league in a way where uh, like, for example, there was, um, you're seeing a lot, a lot of them, where they're getting endorsement deals for their brand, not for the, not for the league, and like that, mm -hmm. that, that, that stings. Like for example, like, like if for example, D.D. Richards, Tay Cooper, you know, outfits, eyelashes, all that. The league could say, hey, we, we, we would like to work, have some kind of endorsement deal. Like that. Hello. That's that's money. We that's just a, saw the NBA. Drop. Like I, I don't know who they partnered with, but the NBA dropped that like makeup palette for mm -hmm. it was an eyeshadow palette for women, and it was like, why didn't y'all collaborate with the WNBA, WNBA. to like now introduce? It, it, that's what I'm saying. Like they just hustle backwards, and I don't understand what what here. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it neither, and that's, and kind of, yeah, that's my, we're, we're going like 25 years, now we're going to the year 26, and I'm hoping that these kind of conversations are, are happening, because I feel like for the league, the momentum is, is, is gaining, and there's definitely, right, grow, but, like, if we're not, if Kathy is not taking any initiative, and the players aren't pushing. Um, it's it, 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 we're just back to square one, and that's and that's and that sucks. Do WNBA players hold mini camps like their male counterpart? No, they just they have they just have yes. what they had. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I thought I no, you go ahead, you go ahead, because I thought I saw camps. No mini camps, so like like off season. Mini camp. So, like, basically, how it works is most of them now are overseas playing for Germany, Spain, France, Italy, Turkey. Um, 
they're there until about what May, May no, mm-hmm. March, April. It's like up on the start of the season, right? And then some of them don't come back until like midweek, like the first, like the second week of the of the of the WNBA season. So like they're coming like right in from one overly overseas league back into the WNBA. So I mean there is there's training camp like after the draft, but like during the off season there's no mini camp because most of them go overseas to make money, which is another issue in and of itself. Oh, so, like, okay. I misunderstood this question. I thought it was like individual like skills camps. No, no, he's talking about like oh. mini camps, like off season camp, like workouts and stuff. Like, do they have like um, mandatory like, yeah. OTAs? Absolutely. Um, that's another thing that has to be worked on is we've got to get them some more games. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be at least we played what thirty? We played thirty-two. This year, mm-hmm. we need. I I say we need to bump it up to at least forty. Forty yeah, games. And I think that new league that they're trying to develop in the states should help because if you don't have to go overseas and you can stay here and not only play and get paid, but be promoted and become like you oh, know a right. fixture yeah. in American households. Then yeah. when the season starts, like now we can expand the season to forty some odd games, you know, in early May, and go through you know October like it's doing. But like this year was the Olympics, and then again, like you said, you have all these players coming from overseas, like at the very last minute, and then needing to leave to go overseas immediately after the final buzzer. So. Yep. I think like Crazy. being able to keep people home during the off season, you know, will really do wonders for the league. Especially too, where some of them are going overseas and risking injury, like that. That's where it hurts. Like I think one year Brianna Stewart, she tore her Achilles, Alyssa Clark glasses, and broke mm-hmm. her foot. Like, come on, man! Like, it's like that, they can't not go because that's where the most money is. So that's where the most money is. It sucks. Like, like I think one year Diana Taurasi. Craig, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Then she kind of hold the league. I want to say the league hostage, but she kind of, kind of had like no, her own didn't come back. Yeah, that's she what was it like, was. I'm out. Like they offered, they said they're going to pay me more to stay. I'm out. Y'all got it this year, and I respect it because it's like that's the bread and butter. So that kind of helped push the new CBA because again. If you're losing top talent to overseas because you're not paying them for four months, you know, this is what you're going to get. And then Liz Cambage just came out and said it. She said the salary she makes here didn't pay her bills. And I'm like, okay. I understood it, but Liz Cambage is, is another, another, is another subject for a whole other day. <laughs> And you need well, the full uh, we're going to write the last question. What'd you say? No, I say you need the full day for Liz. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking for a footnote. she have her own Netflix series. <laughs> really quick, what was your, <laughs> what was your, who was your surprise team and your most disappointing team? Surprise team, I'm going to say, I think the Sparks did a little better than I thought they were going to do, even though they didn't make the playoffs. Um, I, yeah, I didn't expect much. I'm still not high on Derek Fisher for reasons, but, um, they, they, once they get Gabby, um, Williams, Williams, they're gonna be nice. Was she injured? Hmm? So James Wade like injured? put her on the no, James Wade put her on that stupid list so that she couldn't play in trading. Oh, her. that's right. Because that's right, because she yeah. had a, she had an overseas commitment. Yeah, so she was still in France training for like the Olympics and everything like that. 
And he, I don't know why he did that, but like he put her on that list and took her out for the season and then traded her. Like, and then the trade talks were happening like simultaneously. So I was just like, we lost the season to Gabby for no reason. But like they would have been a playoff team with her and they're going to be nice once she gets back. It just kind of made me sad that she didn't. I'm sorry. I wanted to play for you. (laughs) It kind of made me sad that like she didn't get a ring this year. Being she's been with the side like whole time, so that made me sad. Um, my most disappointing team, the Las Vegas Aces, and I say this as a huge fan of the Las Vegas Aces. I'm not high on Bill Lambeer, um, I'm not high on what he has them doing. There's no spacing, they're not fully utilizing yes. Wilson. Amen, wants to do more threes, and Bill Lambeer is like, No, we're not doing that. Not I'm doing like, that. Your MVP is. Like, she's 25 years old, and her fourth season has already won Rookie of the Year. MVP took them to the finals, finals. and now says she's even more dangerous. And you're like, no, holding let me her, stifle that. Like, what is she Yeah. I agree. And then we see in the playoffs, you know, they should have beat Phoenix. Like, point blank, period. Phoenix got away. Like, you know, Tarasi was out there wilding out and getting away with it. But it's just like, aside from that, you go away from Asia. You go away from what's working. You know, Liz Liz had COVID, so she was never fully in shape. But it's like. Which, which is weird to me. Why would you have Why would you have her on the floor and you know she's not in basketball shape? Like, go like with. Like, 65% of Liz Cambage is better than 100%. Of you know, like you know, Megan Walker. So it's right. like if you can kind of get an advantage in some way, you're gonna try and take advantage of those matchups. But like they kept double teaming PG and leaving Brianna Turner like wide open. open. It just that's where things kind of got away. They they just focused. They needed Liz to play BG straight up, and she couldn't do that because she was tired. So that's where things really fell apart to me. Or- and then, you know, just with that last play, why do you have that Chelsea Gray in basketball? Exactly. Why do you have Jackie Young out there if she's not going to be used in any way? Because nobody Wait. in their mind believed the ball was going to Jackie Young. Take heel. No, so it was going to go to Asia. It should have been. And you that. So there was no real decoy out there to, like, draw BG. Liz should have been out there. Yes, so even if you don't go to Liz, Liz is a huge decoy. So either BG has to guard her or Brianna Turner has to guard her. That's still a match, a mismatch. And I know you know Liz was struggling with layups, but like I trust her to make one. Yeah, I'll trust her to make one. Make her make Brianna Turner guard Liz. Take advantage of that. And it's like, but you didn't force this the um you didn't force the Mercury to make a decision because. You put Liz out and just make everything easy. And you have Chelsea Gray inbounding the ball and never getting it back. Like, that's your three-point shooter. So I'm kind of like, I'm not yeah, high on Bill Lambeer. The way they went out this season was incredibly disappointing to me. You know, seeing Asia, you know, pretty much collapse on the court afterwards, like, that broke my heart. Because, again, that, she didn't I, deserve that. No, she didn't. And, and, that, and that bothered me, and I didn't like how you had – how they had all them cameras – on her like that, and I was a little. I'm, I'm not. I was a little disappointed in in the in the others like Jackie, Liz. They really should have just gotten her off. I don't even care if you had to carry her off the court, like to the point where her parents got to come off to come and con- kind of make sure she's okay. And you see all these cameras taking pictures. Like no, no. Um, uh, that I get it. it. It's 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 like it hurts because I like her. Oh, I'm a fan of Asia. Sports kind of it. Yeah, like sports is kind of exploitative, exploitative in that regard where you know victory and the agony of defeat. Like we always get those kind of pictures and those shots. So I appreciated the team, like you know, circling around her to at least right. make it hard to get the picture while she got herself together for a second and, and keep it pushing. But you know, it's not the first time she's been in that state. South Carolina has had disappointing seasons under her, and then 
you look what happened afterwards. So I'm just kind of like, watch out next year. Hopefully it's the coach. I doubt it because they gave him more power. Yeah, so he's since also, now, I think what's his name now is in Atlanta. That's right. God. Yeah, so I'm like, oh God, here we go. So best of luck to her. You know, I I got a couple disappointing teams. Number one, I, I gotta say Connecticut. Um, first mm-hmm. and foremost, Connecticut's killed kill has killed this narrative that you can't win with their length. Brianna Jones, Dewana Bonner, John Quill Jones. Um, personally, the I, the reason why they lost that series against Chicago. I'm not going to even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Or act like I know this was coming because I did it. The reason why they lost that series because the mistakes they made down the stretch. Um, it's a different when, when, when your MVP comes out. Nowhere to be found the first two games. Um, and they're talking like, oh, Melissa Thomas messed up the chemistry. Um, I just don't think, I don't think, I just, I don't want to, I don't, I, I kind of want to say Kurt Miller, but at the same time, they, they got to the finals 2019. Like they, they have it, they have the pieces. It just, like if Brian Brian J. Reed doesn't miss that layup, that's a different game changer. Um, like personally, like for me, Connecticut, Brianna Jones has to be their second MVP. Um, mm-hmm. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna have, I don't want to say it was a disappearing act from John Quell, but like they had no other besides Dewana, they had no other reliable score. And and that that's what and that's what sucks. So I kind of feel like they forced Alyssa Thomas in too soon. Like she should have had a modified role just for this postseason. Like you're coming off of not playing all year, right? Right. Start in the playoffs. And then they like let her kind of hijack the offense because she got hot a couple times and then you go away from Brianna Jones and or Brianna Jones excuse me and to me that one play where John Quell came to check in for AC and AC waved her off and John Quell went and sat down that was indicative of the whole problem there. Like you can't let her Kurt Miller should have said like you know what next season when you're healthy all year like we'll get back to what we know but for right now, this is what we need you to do because they were clicking before Just she came before back. She came they, yeah, they, they were, were the clicking. best team. Yes. So and then even in the playoffs, they were clicking without her on the courts. So it's like she should have been there to enhance, not to really carry. And I think Take they over. relied too much on her, or not even rely, but like they didn't really check touch. her. Nobody, was, yeah, nobody had a modified role for her. And now you get John Quell lost in the shuffle. Now you're going away because Brianna, uh, she was killing Candace. Definitely, she was getting in every position she wanted in that restricted area, and it was bad. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like I, I think I, I had picked Connecticut to go to the finals against Phoenix, <laughs> mm. and. The last like game four, game three and four, this was like, wow, okay. Like the best team in the league loses to a 500 team. And, the, and that's not taking anything away from Chicago. Like, I'm just like, wow. Yeah, but they were up and down all and inconsistent all, all season. season. And that's and what you don't and come I, into that winning like fourteen straight and then go out like that. So that was definitely disappointing. That was out. That's that's that was my second. That was the next disappointing with Chicago. Like you said, up and down. I know Candace was hurt. I know they had some other injuries. Uh, I know Lexi Brown. You know she was on the roster. I think at the beginning right. of the season, <laughs> and then cut her and then bring her back. So yeah, it was very inconsistent. Because um, I'm like, okay. 
they're not going to make the playoffs. And then Candace Parker comes back, and then they're on the tear. So, um, what else? The Washington Mystics. With oh, my God. God bless. Not have <laughs> Tina Charles should have really should have gotten a scoring title this year. Um, all that and no results. Not, not, I, I can't even blame her. You know, we our bench is our bench is, was terrible. Um, just inconsistent. Our record, we, 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 we're not. Our record says what we are. We, are, I'm glad we're actually a lottery team. I, I really am. Um, he gave Deladon and Coach T gave me false hope after those two games. And then, oh, she has nerve pain. She can't play. Then we have a chance to beat the good in the playoffs. We, we look like a, a shell of ourselves against New York and then completely just look. We I thought we could beat Minnesota that Sunday. And then it's just like, okay. <laughs> so, <sighs> Those are my my disappointing teams. Um, next topic: off season outlook. So, the off season should be interesting. We've got a boatload of free agents. I know, like for one, Mystics ain't got. We broke. We ain't got. We ain't got Jack. <laughs> I think we got like well, four hundred. You're not getting. A- I mean, like, I don't know. It's like Tina's a free agent. Um, mm. Emma's a free agent. You can't, you can't, can't, you can't sign them all. Um, I think the biggest thing, really, first is like retirements, because it's good. It really, to me, is going to depend on who is actually leaving and giving up some roster spots, because if Sue Bird leaves, or if Sue Bird retires, that affects what Jewel Lloyd does, probably. If Diana Taurasi retires, that affects what Phoenix is able to do and what they're looking for. So it's kind of like if Candace Parker, Sylvia Fowles, uh, you know, Quigley, like if any of them decide to call it quits, then you have, you know, people have some decisions to make, and then that might affect... You know, that's a domino effect. So, to me, the biggest thing is going to be retirements. Some of them need to go. Thank you for your service. We appreciate it. We loved watching you play over the years. But please, it's it's time. time. It's it's, it's time. Yeah. I mean, I for some odd reason, I just see Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi coming back. That's just me. I certainly um, hope not, since you already got you already got your you know send off your Olympic spots unnecessarily. So you got your ceremony. Just go ahead and you know call do you. Day. Yeah. Um, but also too, you gotta think about it as well. Like there's some there are some. Be nice to also to expand the rosters to at least fifteen. Because I'm not really a fan of the seven day contracts. Like I know, for example, the Mystics, they had we had uh, Stella Johnson, Kira Leslie, and uh, we cut them, and we for some odd reason kept Megan Gustafson, which made no sense. We um, cut her like six times, so <laughs> she's been going through it. We drafted just, her, then cut her, then brought her back, and then cut her again. Like. I was surprised we didn't keep Lele Coates. I liked her. We just didn't. I just felt like he just didn't. He didn't give her opportunities in the bubble. But Coach T is weird. He picks and he like he he picks and chooses. Like to me, like okay, this is my rotation. Like this is who I can trust with my offense. And I'm like, Mike, this is not 2019. Like you got new players. Like you're going into a year where you're second, really second best player, third best player. Maisha's a free restricted free agent. So that's gonna be money. You only got yeah. so 
like really quick, let me just go off some of these names. Um, like Jessica Breland's one, Liz Kim Beige, Rebecca Allen, Tina Charles, Kalia Cooper, Sophie Cunningham, Steffi Dolson, um, Rashonda Gray, Tiffany Hayes. There's a lot of free agents here. Asia Wilson is, is, is another one. Mercedes Russell. Um, it should be interesting. Now, I think I think Maya Moore was on the contract for I think up until this season because she's been on a sabbatical. If I remember that right. So she's to my understanding, she's got like two years left on her contract unless she retires. So it's like it's gonna start when she comes back. Oh, that's how okay, that's how, okay. Let's read that. Yeah. That's what it was. So, but she doesn't really seem like she's to me. I'm getting the vibe like, yeah, I'm not coming she back. Done. She is done. She's done. She's got that happy and love weight. She is done. She's <laughs> that's it. I remember her saying that day because I was like, that that's my more like. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I so. Well, that, that that Minnesota Lynx uh, team is, you know, I mean, I'm I'm glad they're going in a different direction without, in a direction without her. So, but I used to hate them. I didn't, but I hate, but it used to piss me off that you had know, Lindsey Whalen, Maya Moore, Simone Augustus, Becca Bronson. Like, they can't keep getting away with this, you know. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> give somebody else a chance. It was like why this kind of, I was I don't know this might be I might I might sound weird comparing this but it was kind of like watching Golden State where they had Durant Clay yeah. and Steph that's what it felt like to me I was like oh my god <laughs> like <sighs> the Sparks gave me so gave me so much hope 2016 when they won I was like thank you thank you Decca. thank you Candace thank you <laughs> it's a new leaf for the WNBA like the the air for the Lakes is over. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Um, who do you think you're surprised? Do you, you, you like see like anyone leaving, staying? Mm. Yeah, Copper's gonna be a big one. It's like um, I think she's a free agent. I know Renee Montgomery mm -hmm. was really tampering and trying to get her to come to Atlanta, but um. That's going to be a big one, and I think it's kind of like if Quigley and Candace, like it's been some scuttlebutt about them retiring, but if either one of them go, that affects what she's going to obviously want to do right? and you know, play into her decision. So I think that's a big one to me. Is she going to try and run it back because they're all running it back, or is she going to try and go do something new and get, get paid or be closer to home or whatever, whatever? Well, she's already played pretty close to home. She's from Philly, so. Philly, so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Would you ever see? Would you see? Because there's also another point on this. Would you ever see someone like a Kalani Brown back on the WNBA roster? Oh, I hope so. Because she was hooping. She was hooping. It's it's more than enough room for her. Like you got a bunch of teams that like Brittany Griner. Nobody is facing her, so there is absolutely a need for a Kalani Brown. If nothing else, to just face her up, push her off her spots. Because Kalani's like 6'6", six, six, so it's like there is definitely a need for a Kalani Brown. So hopefully she gets back in soon because she's over there dominating in EuroLeague. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, so we're going to really quick the draft. The first four, we, we don't know who's got a, a chance, but the NFL Fever, Atlanta Dream, the Mystics. And then the spark, the Dallas Wings, via a pick from Los Angeles. Uh, you know, it's going to piss me off because this is the year I want us to get the number one pick instead of last year because Ryan Howard out of Kentucky, she's going to be number one. Um, assuming that, you know, yeah, if everything shakes out, she's going to be number one. She's so cold. And I would love to see her just us be able to use her, but I feel like her and Enrique wouldn't work actually. So 
is no. for the best. Hopefully he goes to Washington and, you know, just balls out. Like, y'all get y'all new franchise player because she's so cold. I agree. I agree. I don't see a fit for an Indiana. I think they got the pieces, in my personal opinion. I just think you just got to get somebody. I, I like Coach Stanley, but I don't think, I don't think she's the coach, in my personal opinion. No. I think so. Like coach, coach Taj, Taj Franklin, I think would be interesting. Yes. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, she, she's all, I mean, she's the, you can see she's developed, but no. And so on top of that, like you got, I will really know, no one who's talked about Kaiser, um, where she's at. I mean, I really hope she's okay, but I have, yeah, just, I really have, we haven't heard anything. And I was looking at their exit interviews. Like Tamika didn't even bring that up. Like no Kaiser. Like, okay. and you can't have your lottery pick just disappear and you not bring it up. Like that to me is a bad look for the league. I agree. Especially you got all these like Jordan endorsements and things at the beginning of the season. So she was in our face like the first ten games, like a ton, and then she just disappears and you don't even give us an update. Like that's whack. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. How did you feel about Alana Beard and her taking leadership for a potential team in Oakland? So I had a lot of questions about that. One, you know, Alana Beard is not from Oakland. She just retired and hanged there. So I'm like, you spent 15 years in D.C., played at Duke, played uh, for the Sparks, played, you know, for you've never you were never really stationed in the Bay. So I'm like, do you, you know the community, the ties, this, that, the third? So we were able on Spaces the other day, uh, Miles yep. Ehrlich of, of Windsor came through and kind of gave us some insight and said, you know, it's a grassroots organization. She's more or less the fake. He didn't say this, but I'm paraphrasing. Like, she's a major player in it, but she's more – they're using her name and her face name, right. to kind of push this. Yeah, so um, you know, she she has people behind her that actually have ties to Oakland. Um, so far it's still just preliminary. They answered a For lot sure. of questions, you know, about the logistics of it all. So it seems kind of legit, even though a lot of us were like we would have preferred to start in a new or in a previous city, you know, bring this bring the comments back, bring the shot back, mm -hmm. things that but, you know, with the Warriors moving to San Francisco, that leaves the stadium. So then you don't have to get that cleared, even, you know, kind of expedite the process. And then right. Bleacher Dave, uh, native of Oakland, came through. Yeah, so shout out to him. He came through and kind of gave us, you know, the pulse of the streets just in terms of women's basketball. I didn't realize how close Stanford was. And Cal, I didn't know how close that was so, either until he described it, yeah. Exactly. I was so, like, yeah, oh, you got okay. Right, because I thought Stanford was like further north yeah. or something. Like California something, is yeah. a wild city. It is. So yeah. It you got is. the full uh, you know, the brevity of the situation. Answered a lot of my questions. I learned a lot. So I appreciate those two. And I feel uh, you know, uh, a, a little bit better about this whole process going right. to Oakland. Right. I agree. I agree with you. Um, I just would kind of, if we're going to expand our more more games, how we're going to schedule, because like that's that's the thing. I, I don't want to see like with the like for example the Atlanta um, Phoenix Mercury, they couldn't play at uh, they had to play at, I forgot what college arena it was because I think it was Disney. Right. That's 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 ridiculous. I don't want to yeah. see that for any of these teams, especially if we want to put a team in Oakland, but. I feel like we can't talk about expansion till we get all these other issues addressed. Uh, we gotta, we gotta, we, we can't, we can't. It's like we're pulling the cart without the horse. So, and all this talk is great, but still, there's still like we gotta address like the the bigger issues. Take so, care of what you got first before you expand. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Spot on. So, last topic. Um, we gotta wrap it up. This will be the end of the podcast. Give me your outlook on the season for the for college women's basketball. What do you like? The do you like the rankings um, by Espen and 
Oh, man. So we opened our third eye and kind of made the connection between Bristol, Connecticut and Stores, Connecticut, where UConn is located and follow the money. No, I'm playing. Not really. But like they got UConn up high, despite saying that um, I saw people talking about it. Like apparently the um, article cited UConn's depth as the reason they think they're going to be number one when South Carolina has two teams, if we're being completely honest. You have that talented starting team, and then you have four five-star freshmen join the roster. And then you have a talented bench from last year. So you've got an A team and a B team. And then it says, like, oh, there's more depth there. So it's like, to me, South Carolina comes in as the with the highest expectations to, to win a championship. After that, for me, is Stanford. Um, I feel like the reigning champs get a lot of disrespect. Haley Jones has been Jones left in. off of a lot of lists. Which makes no sense. Lexi Hall, too. Lexi Hall, like Cameron Brink, like all of them have contributed. And then, but like Fran Belibi gets on the big, you know, the Lisa Leslie watch award list. And it's like she comes off the bench every now and again. So I don't understand how Haley's not getting attention, but like she's on a watch list. So I'm still, I'm not big on the Pac-12 as a whole, but I'm still big on Stanford. So I, you know, kind of hold them in high regard. Um, uh, who is it that I like Maryland out of the Big Ten. They are a team that excites me. I think that they, okay. if they had beaten Texas, I think. Would have beaten uh, South Carolina and really like made a push for a title. So Hold I look for them. Guaranteed. I I think Maryland is a team to look out for this year out of the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Twelve is a little dry with Kim Mulkey leaving Mulkey. Baylor, but yeah. you got Nick, Nikki Collins Nikki coming Cohen. in. Yeah, Colin, excuse me. Coming in, I think she'll be, you know, she's got some pieces to work with. So sure. her, you know, between Baylor and Texas out of the Big 12, ACC is another exciting conference. I love what Louisville's been able to do. Jeff Walsh has been recruiting his behind off. And, like, yes, you have Dana Evans leaving, but Haley Van Lith is like that. Sorry. So I, I'm excited to see what she's got going on. Um, I'm ready to see Duke play finally. See what Kara Lawson's working with, and um, I think she's going. They're going to have, gonna have a good season. I yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. I want her and um, Neil Ivy up at Notre Dame to get back yeah, in the yep. swing of things and, and really make it happen. So I'm I'm excited for this season, but you know my top three I, I still like South Carolina, I like Stanford, I like Maryland. So everyone after that, we'll see. Yep, I agree. I, I the I'm all great points. Um, I, I think me personally, I would have had South Carolina, Stanford, Maryland, and UConn. Um, and just for the record, they will represent those will be your final four teams. Guaranteed. So, because um, I'm still, I, I'm still mad we lost to Charlie Collier in, in Texas. But that's one of the stories for another day. Um, that was the most I, exciting game I've ever seen, though. We'll say that the pace of that game was insane. lost like like I'm, I'm just sitting there like at my chair like we, we, we really lost to texas like on paper like that's a w Y'all had that game too, bro. It's, we coming back though we coming back brenda freeze has got a squad she's gonna do her thing so mm-hmm. um yeah so ladies and gentlemen that's gonna wrap up episode six um Honestly and truthfully, I think the season was for WBA was great. There's some things that we guys got to clean up, uh, particularly with Atlanta, that mess. Um, I agree with who it was. I can't remember who their name was. Um, didn't talk about it more with Kennedy. Um, I don't know where someone like I don't know how like that would affect Courtney Williams is getting her money. Uh, Crystal Bradford, but I talked about that. Numer- I talked about the last like few episodes of my podcast, so. 
Um, the league's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. Uh, college basketball, uh, particularly women's college basketball. It's a really, this is a deep class of great, good women, great talent coming in. So appreciate the talent and the greatness of some of these girls because, you know, I hate to say it, the WNBA takes it, takes it for granted. And, you know, like when Candace Parker and all them retire, you know, and it's like, oh, wow, okay. You really got to start really appreciating some of this talent that's Eve that came, that's coming from the league, that's coming into the league, but it's getting ready to go into the league. Because, like, even though last year's draft class was very, like, disappointing, didn't exceed expectations, I mean, I, I mean, there were some, but it was just over overwhelming, just not a good draft class. Uh, so I'm hoping next this, this year's next year's draft class is better. But um, yeah, I mean that's my little that's my closing. So, Sean, do you have final any final final thoughts, final words? Um, you know, come rock with the gang. We're gonna be doing spaces throughout um, women's college basketball season. Keep the good momentum going. Keep the vibes going. Get some dialogue going. So. You know, come out and you know follow and, and keep up. But you know, I just want to thank you again for having me on. Yes, thank you for taking the opportunity. Thank you for taking your time and joining me. I know you you're you're, you're a very busy person, so I don't want to hold. I didn't want to hold you that long. <laughs> so, Blue Ivy's personal assistant. Nice. <laughs> nice. 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 So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude the episode. Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. If you want to see more suggestions, would you like, like to see me bring Shawnee back in for another episode? Leave it in the comments below. I will leave her Twitter in the description below as well. Uh, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. I will see you in the next episode. Peace. Stay up, y'all. First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. <laughs>